it's a big part of who I am to help uh, a, a lot of women, um, young women to understand, you know, what they can do and to mentor them. Because um, I remember many times being in, in, in boardrooms and there weren't a lot of people that looked like Heather. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, my blonde hair. Right. And so um, I'm going to do my part. And I'm going to continue to to help, um, you know, young women um, out there. Okay, so I'm uh, very excited to have Heather Wilson. She's the chief executive officer of Clara Analytics on the podcast today. Welcome, Heather. Thank you, Josh, for having me. You know, why don't we jump right into it? I know you're I know you're busy and. First question I have for you is, you know, just to set some context, maybe you could tell us a bit about your background and how that led you to the position you're in today. Sure. Thanks for the question. Uh, So just really in a thumbnail, I spent the first 10 years, first 15 years of my career in in consulting. And I think that really helps you uh, really have in your DNA client service, listening to clients, really figuring out um, solutions, developing um, new products and being on the road a lot. But uh, one of my last clients, I was uh, I was in the midst of really understanding their data and analytics transformation. And they were one of the first ones to really, really understand their segments and how they valued their customers and um, could could do segmentation. And I came really, uh, really infatuated in that. And so then I jumped into being a chief data officer, started Kaiser Permanente. Very interesting time um, to uh, really lead the country uh, with prevention and using all of our data with with great algorithms, and then was hired as the chief data officer at um, at Citigroup and also head of their decision sciences. So really during the financial crisis, really understood how to really face off to uh, regulatory agenda and help the bank get through that. And, um, and then I joined AIG as their first chief data officer, both from our regulatory and also really this thing called big data, really starting to do something um, with, the, with a number of the uh, folks there with the claims organization and also personal lines. And then I did something really interesting I really wanted to understand um, more consumer-facing data and really build applications and really jump into artificial intelligence and machine learning. So I became the first chief data scientist and um, head of artificial intelligence at L Brands, um, which helped me honestly understand this whole thing that I'm in right now with um, with workers' comp and why it's so important that especially self-insured and carriers understand where that claim is at any point and really getting the right treatment for that injured worker to get them back to uh, back to the workplace. So having seen that side of it, having also worked at AIG, trying to build um, a lot of of this, these types of solutions because it requires operations, it requires data, it requires the data science team, it requires the front end adoption. It's a lot in these big legacy, heavy legacy tags. So um, I joined Clara because I love the ROI as well, Josh. I mean, we're delivering anywhere from 10X to 40X in um, multiple of savings back to these um, uh, claims organizations. And so to be able to, you know, look at a CFO, to look at a head of claims and say, I'm saving you millions of dollars, but I'm also helping to transform their claims operations through artificial intelligence, through uh, an, you know, API, easy integration and and, 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 um, a solution. That's why I joined. All right. That's great. So, 
you, you kind of started to allude to it already, but maybe you could speak just a little bit more about Clara and how it fits into the insure tech, tech excuse me, and sort of overall insurance innovation landscape. Thanks, Josh. So we are really uh, one of the only uh, point solutions when it comes to first the workers' comp claims. So if you think about first notice of loss of this injured worker and their um, employer environment, what we're able to do is to start to work with whether it's a, a carrier, whether it's a self-insured, whether it's um, working with one of the TPAs, we're able to bring quickly a triage artificial intelligence through an adjuster interface and allow them to understand the complexity of this particular claim. And because our artificial intelligence models read everything, we read claims notes, right? We read the claims files, so both unstructured and structured, and we can also read the medical records. We're able to understand at the most granular level if that claim is on its optimal path. And if it's not, we're able to constantly recalibrate and let the adjuster know what's happening with that claim. The other thing that our artificial intelligence um, models are able to do is to choose the right specialist for that particular injured worker based on that injury. So our models know after a certain point based on that injury, is it supposed to take three months? Is it supposed to take six weeks? So we have years and years, and we also know at that location where the injured worker is, um, which specialist is best to treat them. And we know if they've chosen a wrong specialist, we're able to, again, intervene and tell them, you know, they've got a C-rated physician. We really uh, want to direct their care to an A-rated physician to help that, you know, claim an injured worker. And then our AI models are able to understand if there's litigation involved, if there's propensity of litigation. You know, a lot of times what, what we really want to be able to do is help the claims organizations with a point solution to predict, not react, and then also to prevent. And so that's where I think this whole transformation of claims is going. You know, sort of looking purely at the claims piece, I mean, are there, are there other ways where you see claims being transformed over the next three to five years? Right. So I... Uh, I think speed and efficiency is going to be a big part, um, especially with these generations coming into the workforce and into our consumer um, base. So, you know, obviously the straight through processing, the no touch claims, you know, especially on personal lines. I think the biggest piece of disruption is to really happen in the commercial lines because they can get, you know, pretty complex. And so I think there's one side of it where I think there's an awesome opportunities for these carriers and brokers to help and look at lots of potential discovery of disruption and be okay to go in and, and partner in this big ecosystem of insurtechs and figure out how to architect um, kind of a whole new model around claims that can help them from first notice of loss, help them with no touch, help them through, um, you know, the whole adjudication, help them as they're thinking through how to work through that claim so that it, 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 it all is consumer facing, not this reactive back office anymore. I think the claims organization um, has this opportunity to really transform in the commercial space, but I think it has to be done with partners on the insure tech. And I think 
the carrier and the self-insurer that figures out how to partner with these amazing insure techs out there is going to be the winner in this space. And it's going to take a lot of um, uh, failures to, to figure out how to plug in because it's a it's an API integration play right now. It's an engineering play with a data science play. You've got such amazing data scientists internally, engineers internally, but when they can figure out how to build a partner ecosystem with some external, you know, artificial intelligence scientists and some external engineers, that company that figures out how to use external with their internal and build this amazing partner ecosystem. They're going to be the winners, um, and in my opinion, to really transform transform their claims organization. Yeah. So, how did you make the decision to join a high growth insure tech? And you know, is there any particular advice you would give to another executive who's who's maybe worked in you know legacy companies or more traditional carriers or or other industries for that matter? But you know, any advice you would give them um, if they're contemplating a similar move? Yeah, great question. You know, I had, I had, you know, I had worked for some of the largest organizations and being a chief data officer, scientist, AI head, analytics head, and I felt like. Um, and I'm the type of person, I kind of believe what Michelangelo says, you got to be a lifelong learner. I felt like my next growth of my personal career was to go be a CEO. And yes, is it is it high risk? Absolutely. Is it, you know, I didn't want to be complacent in my life. And I really wanted to be at a place where, you know, I was able to, you know, uh, work with my board, work with stakeholders, you know, own that P&L to be able to drive this organization um, and continue to grow it. And so it was just a, you know, a place for me where I'd already done what I needed to do for myself as being a chief data officer. And now I wanted to actually go run a data and analytics organization. And I felt very passionate about Clara because not only of the ROI, but I think about the injured worker because, you know, I've worked in an organization where, where I've seen that, you know, occur. And you always think about, you know, what is an insurance company? Insurance companies are there when bad things happen. But what are they doing inside of that when bad things happen? And then the other part that I've always felt so passionate about, they can make the world a safer place, too, because they have so much data. So, you know, insurance companies, okay, right. They're supposed to be there both personally and professionally when bad things happen, right? Both personal and commercial. But how do we use this data to make it safer? And that's where I could only make a difference with, you know, Clara and helping these organizations because I have their data around workers' comp. But how do I make their workplace safer and play those patterns back to them? And that's why we're going into self-insured is to help them understand that. And then also, like you said, Josh, Helping, you know, I, I think it's still difficult for people to make sense of their data. They have so much of it. And so that's the role that we're trying to also help beyond, you know, our artificial intelligence, helping them with that complex claim, but help them make sense of their data. It sounds easy, but it's very difficult when you're a part of a company that's 100 years old. Yeah. So I, I know you're very busy and, and, um, so I'm going to let you go in a minute here, but I, I did want to touch on one other area because it, you know, from my my reading, it, it appears to be something you're passionate about, and that's you know the whole idea of um, diversity and inclusion and trying to bring more people into, say, data science or or technical areas um, from different backgrounds. And 
So any thoughts on either insurance more broadly or insure tech and, you know, either ways you think we're doing a good job in, 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 in being, you know, inclusive and attracting diverse talent or any any thoughts you have personally on, on ways we might be able to do, do better? Well, you know, I want to applaud. There's a lot of organizations uh, recently in the news, be it, you know, Goldman Sachs, be it NASDAQ, right? Um, there's a lot of, of investors that understand the importance of having, whether it's diversity of, of, of gender, diversity of ethnicity, diversity of orientation. And so, you know, for me, um, I've, I've always been a big proponent. Whenever I've been in these large organizations, you know, a lot of people had always asked me to join external organizations. And I said, no, because my job is to help the women that are in this organization right now to mentor them, to help show um, a path for them. And there have been a lot of men that have supported me along the way. Um, they didn't have to give me the opportunity to be, you know, the first female chief data officer at Citigroup or the first, you know, chief data officer at AIG. So there are a lot of people that took a chance on me. And so I feel like it's my, um, it's a big part of who I am to help uh, a, a lot of women, um, young women to understand, you know, what they can do and to mentor them. Because um, I remember many times being in, in, in boardrooms and there weren't a lot of people that looked like Heather. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, my blonde hair. Right. And so um, I'm going to do my part. And I'm going to continue to to help, um, you know, young women um, out there. There are not a lot of female CEOs of InsureTechs either. And that's another reason why I took um, the role. And um, I have an amazing board. They're very, very supportive and uh, very supportive of diversity and inclusion. And, you know, I've got a CFO, a female CFO, and um, uh, very proud of that. You know, my director of data science is a female. So we're doing our part at, at Clara. And um, I'm going to others out there um, to also do their part. All right. Great. Anything else that I might have missed or you'd like to add before we wrap up, Heather? No, thank you, Josh, for, uh, for having me today. All right. Great. Well, Heather Wilson, Chief Executive Officer of Clara Analytics, thanks so much for being on. Thank you, Josh.